I believe we have a tremendously important role to play. We could be the ones to mind the gap. We could be the tenders of that fragile space between hostile and possibly irreconcilable positions. At this point, the space may be one that, like the universe, is pulling farther apart all the time. And we could actually help keep things from totally exploding or disintegrating. Or it could be that the distance across which vehemence has not yet traveled is ours to tend so that we keep things from coming too close together and blowing up that way. Our human models for dealing with opposition and are, are just outmoded. We've used the same ones for millennia, right? And at this point, our models for setting priorities are no longer supportable. Going faster, getting more, postponing consequences. Our arrogance has caught up with us and the limits are arriving. Something has to create room that will allow new thought. New models to emerge and I think in certain regards we are that something. Who among us can remain oblivious to the divisions that run the breadth and depth of our nation? And while national news may be one of the more obvious places to witness it, it's certainly not limited to a national problem, right? The divisions can be seen all over our city, between one's part of the state in another, and they reach across the globe. People have opinions, people have convictions, people have needs and wishes and fears and beliefs, aspirations, drives, and hopes, each one of which can serve to be a wedge between them and another group or another person. And we have responses to those with whom we resonate as well as to those with whom we find discord. It's all very natural. And then along the edges of those spaces between us, we begin to build walls, ramparts, fortifications. And then we get to where we can't see each other 
can't hear each other and ultimately can't even see what the other side's looking at. We get angry, we get frustrated, and communication disappears. Even though we're all swimming in the same stream together, and although we're washed by the very same rain, we don't recognize that everyone, everyone, is just trying to swim to the other side. The possibility for creative solutions or future reconciliation gets mired under layers of habitual thought, our habits of mind, the way that we think every day, and, the point, and pointless cacophony. Just like that noise that crept in as soon as I got to the stoplight after the flock of geese flew by. It's a habit of mind. These people aren't going fast enough. It has nothing to do with the fact I forgot my sermon. The possibility for creative solutions or reconciliation get lost. And from there, there's no way out. There is no win-win solution and no chance for compromise if we keep employing the same tactics. I know y'all have heard me say this before. The battle rages on and hopes for solutions vanish. That is, until something previously unimaginably horrible happens. And just briefly joins us together. Nine eleven or Hurricane Katrina. That comes along and it eradicates the divisions just for a moment. What an ineffective, inefficient, and lamentable state of affairs. And as far as a survival strategy goes or or battle tactics, I think it's untenable. Truly, a people cannot go on like this much longer. And frankly, we shouldn't be willing to because it stands in direct opposition of all the principles that we hold most dear. The image that comes to mind for me is a Jacob's ladder. You know, those rods that have the arc of, of current passing between them. It goes, you know, and uh, see them in science experiments and stuff. It's the space between the rods where the possibility exists. The current can be productive, it can make light, energy, or heat, or it can be destructive, it can create shock or burns. The current itself is not the problem. And the space isn't the problem, it's what we do with it, right? 
But rather than honoring the space between us and working at Answers Together, which is a lot of work, Our cultural habit, at least in this country, and I would think a few others as well, now seems to be one of either standing apart and hurling kitchen sinks at each other. That accomplishes a lot, doesn't it? Or grabbing opposite ends of a rope and running in opposite directions as hard and fast as we can. And that makes me think of those things in Tarzan movies where people were pulled apart. It's horrible. But that space is everywhere. And it's in that space that the magic happens. It's in that space That the power of love exists, that our thoughts exist. Positive regard for another person to me looks like uh, fireflies in the evening, makes just a little light passing through the darkness. And I think when we work together, with positive regard, we begin to build fires. And if we do it in truly loving and respectful ways, I think we can build stars. It takes space for new solutions to be created. As the tension is there between all of these opposing sides, something needs to keep it from flying apart and something needs to keep it from crashing. But it takes very considerable maturity to stand in that gap and be effective. I can't make concrete all of the things that, that I imagine about that. Um, but just as animals and machines can see colors that our eyes cannot find, just as animals and machines can hear things that our ears cannot detect. I think there are all sorts of dimensions of life that we don't know yet. Just like as you're growing up, love begins to mean different things as you experience relationships, as, as you mature and, and, and come to understand that it's not just all about what makes you feel good. We have the capacity 
to create space for those new understandings to arise in our culture, I think, by how we work together, what we do with our time, leaving time, if we crowd our lives with thoughts, activities, and entertainment, whether it's a book or music or gardening, if there is no space how can something new enter we talk a good talk about um, being inclusive in our lives but it, it seems to me the closer we get to home the more homogenous our lives look and by the time we get real close to our lives there's just no room there's just no time to include things that we, we might like to include, but they're not there. And if we're not doing it, our kids are experiencing things that are the result of hard struggle and a long time. without the kind of resistance that we saw earlier in generations. They have the chance to create new models, but we have to leave them space. As we move faster, it seems that the connections we make push us farther apart or keep us farther apart. We can communicate at farther distances, but is that communication the same depth. Maybe it is. I've had arguments with people about this. I don't think so. I think there is something palpable in the presence of people that you cannot get over the internet. And I think it makes a difference when you can look in someone's eye or touch them on the shoulder when something's really gone wrong. but we fill up the spaces. I think that's kind of like staying in our adolescence spiritually. Just like continuing to be defiant or self-indulgent. Filling up the space is something that we need enough discipline to grow past. Joseph Campbell said, your sacred space is where you can find yourself again and again. What does that mean to you? Do you know where your sacred space is and can you find it? Do you give it time in your life? Vision is cultivated. 
The space for all these things doesn't exist unless it's created intentionally. The best part of all of this is that we each personally benefit from the practices that create the space. As does our community. Coming together and having an intentional conversation and not just a casual one. Practicing leaving spaces between when one person talks and another one starts talking. So that whatever was said actually has room to soak in. I'm really bad about that. It's a, it, uh, it's a part of other cultures to do that anyway. I, I think I've mentioned once before um, something that I learned in a literacy class uh, uh, that, that Americans go to Japan, I think, to do business meetings and they want to share an idea and they stand there and share their idea and when they're through they wait for a response but there's no response so they start again to explain thinking that they haven't been understood or offer something else well in American culture the the cultural standard is one heartbeat between when you start stop talking and the next person starts. That's considered polite. But from what I have been told in Japan, it's four. It's impolite to begin speaking after someone has finished a sentence before four heartbeats have passed. And we take it as, well, duh. Einstein said the delusion, this delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circles of compassion, to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. All of that beauty is inside you. Right this minute. To help America not fall victim to its own adolescent impulsivity, are we willing to move past ours and build an authentic space for peace, compassion, education, the workings of that which is greater than ourselves? It'll only happen if we still long for justice if we still long for peace and harmony, 
We must never stop hungering for virtue or for God as we are given to understand God. Study, pray, meditate. Let us sit and reason together. Let us identify and hone skills that are needed and not otherwise available. Let us become tenders of the space between, creating room for hope.